0: Hey, this is Benjamin with Top Floor Studios. Today, we're going to sit down and have a conversation about visual arts. Today, I'm here. My name is Benjamin, and I have my great friend Christian. Hello. And Nathan with me. What up? And we're going to have a conversation about visual arts, including painting, drawing, and we're going to get into some non-traditional stuff. So one thing that we really enjoy doing at The Loft uh, is having art galleries. And we do our best to try to include as many types of visual art, but we primarily only have drawings, paintings, and, you know, we have a couple of sculptures.
1: Yeah, I think that's because, like, it's the more common of visual arts. That's why we say, like, non-traditional is other things and the traditional is your paintings, your drawings. Like, it's just, it's easier to find someone that does those. It's very, uh,
0: obviously, it takes crazy amount of skill, but it's something very basic that we see all the time. Do you think, like, even though it being quote-unquote basic um, visual arts, is like, we have crazy paintings like the Sistine Chapel, what that Michelangelo did, or we have your little sister's drawing that came in third. Like, still visual, still amazing in their own way. It's just one is on the Vatican and the other is on a piece of paper. Yeah,
1: I think just the the way it goes is just the, ironically, the skill ceiling of it. The Vatican has a very high skill ceiling in, its, in how it was done. Um, so anyone can pick up art and you see a lot of people that are good at it because they may have a lower uh, skill ceiling and still be really good but it's just the longer you're into it the better and the higher skill ceiling you can go into it but things like maybe uh filming or um cinematography they have a they have a higher higher skill floor to it so you have to step in and be like you have to be at a certain level or else it's not good at first
2: yeah i mean i guess film specifically though cuz you have to think about a lot of things with film you have to think about um angles contrast uh, brightness, you just even the simpler basic basic things within filmography, you have to think about constantly. Because if, if you end up in an angle that you didn't really want, you have to restart. Or um, you want that angle, but because of the lighting, you can't do it. Yeah. Or those kinds of things. And,
1: and even in that aspect, it's like when you're doing something on paper or canvas, you have everything from realistic, it looks like an actual person, or it's abstract and it just has a very nice coloring or design to it. But in film or anything on video, it's like here are this like this handful of things, and you have to fit into one of these things, or it freaks someone out.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that's something that we have uh, done really well. Is we had an artist, his name is uh, Aaron, and his his, uh, his Instagram is Shirt Sucker, and he does like surreal art. And we have we talk about him literally all the time. Because he does something so out of the box. Because we have a lot of portraits. We have a lot of, like, paintings of of, of kind of just people, portraits. Um, and most of our photography is actually of nature. Because we have... We're based here in Arizona. And we're down in Phoenix. So, you know, we have the great, uh, like, the sunsets. Yeah. And that's something that Phoenix is known for. We have beautiful sunsets. And then you can go up north to... Prescott or Flagstaff and you get you know all the crazy nature shots Uh, and then you have Sedona with the Red Rocks. I think that something that we try and do as much as we can is make sure that people who bring in photos don't feel like they're inferior to someone who paints because I feel like sometimes in the art world we have a lot of that there's there's not really competition but there's still an edge of competition where people will feel oh because I can't draw or I can't paint, I'm a inferior artist.
1: Yeah, and um, that's something we definitely try to like, make sure is not the status quo here, cause we have it and we get the question all the time from artists that have maybe done art shows before and they're like, oh, what's the theme or what's the genre, it's like, well, we don't really have either of those. It's just like bring your art. We're going to put it on the wall or put it on a shelf and people are going to look at it. And it just goes off of that skill and goes off of the juror that's there for the night. It leaves it very open. So that way, um, like Aaron is a very good example. When he was juring here, Livy won literally every single art show before that because she had amazing skill and just how her things looked, they were just visually amazing. But when Aaron came in, he was like, I love symbolism. So he went and picked out things that weren't as skillful as living but had so much deeper meaning and had so much thought you you could see right away into it Mm. so that that gives opportunity for each artist to shine in their own
2: yeah i mean i think also you have to factor in uh, with visual arts uh the difference between photography and painting and like sculpting and all those different kinds of things there it, it is different skill sets like that's the huge factor about it is that and sadly enough to say i do know some photographers that feel Inferior because they can't paint Because they think oh I don't have The skill to paint but I am a photographer So that's cool but like they they Don't understand that painting is a Completely different skill set than taking a picture Like at the right moment it's It's completely different and so I mean if you think about like photography You can think about um, Stuff that you would see here like that we have seen A lot is like nature shots or Of people which are, are great photos But I mean you have to think about the people that Do like National Geographic they literally sit in one spot for, like, two weeks waiting for a specific animal to move across, the, like, their camera. Yeah, so I can think those are two, out.
1: like, they're different skills, but each one is so good. Because when you're, when you're starting from scratch and starting on a canvas of paper, you're building the scene. You're saying, I'm going to make this scene. And then when you're taking photography or video, you're catching the scene at the right moment. You're sitting there and waiting or, like, trying to wait to find the scene at the right moment.
2: Yeah. So it is just different skill set, definitely. Yeah.
0: So with different skill sets, uh we have to look into the world of like cinematography, right? Like the big Michael Bay movies, explosions <laughs> and then you have
1: I don't want called Mark Michael Bay an artist.
2: I want to say <laughs> I that Michael Bay that no the thing is He is an explosive
0: <laughs> artist. He's an explosive <laughs> artist, <laughs> as in he makes explosions. <laughs> look beautiful i mean it's did you though. did you not see the teenage mutant ninja turtles like everything blew up come on man Let, let's
1: here's the thing is <laughs> we have an the... art podcast we talk about the teenage mutant ninja turtles dude, dude that's art that's I art know. man that's that right there into, like, that's like the comic
0: books and stuff like we can. there's so much when it comes down to visual arts that we kind of just have to try and pick a lane because someone who's amazing arts like say like, Michelangelo, we talked about the Sistine Chapel earlier. We have the Sistine Chapel. We see how amazing it is. Do you think he could at all draw a Spider-Man comic book? You would say, oh, yeah, he could do that. But do you think it would be as good as the Spider-Man comic yeah, books from someone? Into, that goes into style. That goes into, like, personal, right. like.
1: like, do you like realism? Do you like the pop art? Do you right. like... But also,
2: like, those styles have specific skill sets, too. Mm-hmm. Like shading. A- yeah, because, like, there's some people that can probably... Draw amazing surrealism stuff, but they just don't have the skill to do proper shading for like, um, like a real like realism.
1: Yeah, and, and I think uh, video games as art is one big way to look at that because you have like a game like uh, Last of Us that's gonna have this really real and gritty uh, color palette. And then you go over to a game like Overwatch where it's like you have these cartoon characters that yeah. are all really colorful. And like even though they're shooting at each other, you're like, oh, this is all happy. And it's like even then you're looking into it and you're going to like a game because of its art style.
2: Yeah, I agree with that.
0: Yeah, I think that also um, if we're going to go into the gaming world, we have to look at technology and different things like that. I feel like with, with what Michelangelo had to paint the Sistine Chapel he did as well as he could with his skill set and his tools available. Do you think that if we were going to rebuild the Vatican today and we're going to say, all right, we're going to put the same pictures up, we're going to do everything, do you think that stuff would still be done by hand like it was in the 16th century during the Renaissance? I think
1: because of how technology is today, efficiency really changes that up. Um, That's why art is kind of its own thing where it's like, I'm going to take my time with this and make this look good and like, be in touch with it instead of trying to like print something because most days a business is going to be like i just want to print it i don't want someone going up there doing it by hand i just want them to like get a sticker
2: and put it on there for a long time if i have to um i think for today's society compared to then i mean back then in the ancient times it was all about religious ceremonies they did art for their religion compared to now most of the world is you know they don't really follow that kind of thing i mean even now within the christian church which was like if you look at catholicism they were huge with art i mean they'd build the statues of all the saints and i mean even the vatican like we talked about michelangelo i mean the renaissance era it was huge it was a huge deal but nowadays even one of like the bigger widespread religions like christianity doesn't even really put out a lot of art
1: well if you also think about it in those times it's like religion was basically your government too most times mm-hmm. um so if you compare that to what it is now the government is going to spend time on making something very artistic because the sphinx was just i mean it's just uh it's a monument and the aztec temple is like this just like that's a usable building like while it was sacrifices an ancient to us it's like at the time that was the same as maybe going and paying your taxes like, yeah. in maybe more extreme way, yeah, but, <laughs> very extreme way. But it was a, your heart <laughs> and it, your arm. It was a usable building. It was something that we use at a regular basis. So now, when you go to a McDonald's or when you go to your city hall, the details of an architecture of it sometimes get overlapped because you want something quick and efficient that's gonna last you a while. Yeah, so true. so maybe in a hundred, a hundred, two hundred years, we look back at it and we'll be like, oh. Like, oh, that's pretty cool. I like the old architecture that at that.
2: Right, um, but talking about architecture, I, uh, you talked about the pyramids and stuff earlier. Um, Dubai actually just put out something that the city's going to be doing. It's going to be like a giant pyramid, and it's going to be able to ho- like, house like a million people. It's going to be ginormous. It's going to be like 0.8 miles like in diameter and like mm-hmm. a mile higher. With Dubai doing something like this, it, it does show the fact that the architecture of those kinds of things do influence us in a way. Um, and they're wanting to, you know, incorporate something of that era into today's era, which is huge. I mean, um, and so that, that's just my take on it. Yeah.
0: I think that something that we kind of like have to deal with is a cultural boundary because in the West, we definitely appreciate um, paintings more. I feel like visual arts is more in paintings. And in the East, it's more like you go to China and you go and you walk through their gates. They're like these really ordained, beautiful gates. And their painting is, is very different in, in the way that they paint to the Western world. But they put a lot more like the Middle East to to the Far East, uh, even to Australia a little bit, the indigenous people, they were really into building. The building was kind of like, their most thing and i, I think you're kind of right with it being religion and it being government but what what can what drives someone to do that like if we think about inspiration uh people pull inspiration from a billion different ways but what were the people of that tribe of that religion of that government thinking when they decided to grab literally tons of limestone and put it in the middle I of the desert i think
1: that's key word, like that tribe that government that culture like In the West, you see a lot more uh, melting pots of cultures, like the U.S. specifically. It's like you have about every culture in the U.S. and you have just people, you walk down the street and you're gonna see a whole new group of people. And places like Asia, it's a lot more central where it's like, okay, this is our culture. It has a lot more streamlined of it. So they have more historic like, okay, we're gonna go look at these buildings that are from our culture and then from this one specific thing. But when you're in the U.S., it's not until you reach these like small little uh, culture bubbles like um, until you see those things so i think that's what it is that we don't really have a centralized like this is our culture our culture is that we have all the cultures so it's hard for us to say this is how we're going to do art Mm. in mainstream
2: yeah and I, i think you're right about the u.s like cultural bubbles like um whenever we lived in illinois for a while um there was a native tribe over there it was the cahokia cahokia yeah cahokia mounds was a huge thing there and uh it was it was really cool, I mean you could like they allowed you to walk up on it and stuff like that, and it was like definitely for like ceremonial stuff and it was just really interesting to like you said, it seems like the ancient times i i mean even here uh definitely here like the native Americans, i mean if you go into Central america um you'll see a lot more like building and, and in a sense of like okay, this is meant for something like we talked about like religion or some sort of tradition or something they made it specifically for that and so because of that they wanted to make it this beautiful thing compared to like now like you said earlier it's more like efficiency you walking yeah. into a mcdonald's I'm going to be honest, McDonald's has stepped up their game with their design lately, and it look, they look nice. They really do with the the wooden kind of style yeah. and, like, the darker tones. I,
1: I think that's because the whole the sleek, like, our iPhone-looking, like, every, your Kinchigan doesn't have to look like an iPhone maybe as much anymore, where it's, like, sleek and uh, silver mm. and platinum and... Now you kind of going back into like those like those wooden aspects or like those maybe what some people would call like hipster kind of styles. It's like (laughs) you like that it's kind of like a bit off or like there's something wrong with it, but you really like it for that. As we get into that more, I think you'll see that more in architecture.
2: Yeah, definitely. Going into um, just comparing or the comparisons of uh, Eastern and Western art when we talk about not just ancient times, but modern times too. It's very interesting to me. I mean, because uh, with Eastern art compared to Western, we still have some of that abstract going into the Eastern. You know, I feel like all around the world right now, modern art is kind of like similar. Um, however, um, I can see Eastern art still having a lot of like the Art Nouveau kind of style. So like that style from the very early 1900s here in the Western hemisphere um, where they have a lot of like the, the plant life in it, but it's like really twirling around like different, you know, just different things like that. I think really fascinating to me that they still um make art with that style even though in the western hemisphere that was something that happened like a hundred years ago you know and that kind of stuff i think
1: i think it is a lot of like that cultural difference because like sometimes maybe not completely in the far east but just east of of the americas you see fashion sometimes catching up to the u.s like the u.s sometimes is a little bit ahead in its fashion sense because i think that's a lot where our um where our art comes from and you can see as like this is kind of american art where you're seeing people in a certain type of fashion and it's coming out in this particular design
2: um well i think when it comes to fashion i i agree with you that sometimes we it, we seem like we're ahead in, in some like fashion sense however um there's a lot of fashion right now that's coming from, like, um, like I mean, K-pop singers. Yeah. Uh, like, that's a huge thing. I mean, K-pop is ginormous in the United yeah. States And right then
1: now. with uh, more male makeup coming out, it's like, I think yeah. that's something that's coming over here more.
2: Right, right. And so, I think, um, when it comes to fashion, I think we were, for a little bit, the United States did, I mean, especially, like, the bigger um, brand names, like, brand names specifically. Yeah. But when it comes to, like, how to, like, do color schemes or how to... Okay, what kind of style would work well with these kinds of shoes, or like those kind, like that kind of fashion sense? I think is actually being brought over from the Eastern Hemisphere. I mean, if if you look at the early two thousand like uh, fashion sense of like um, like Japan or Korea or that kind of stuff, and then you look at the modern day like you know two thousand eighteen year of the United States, it, it's pretty similar. You have like the sleeker look, the you know that leather jacket kind of styles coming back. Yeah. Um, the, the ripped kind- clothes. Yeah, um, it, it's 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 definitely like that. That style is coming. And,
1: and I think the in, in Asia, I think it's a lot more of bringing like the male and female line of fashion blurring a bit. I think you're seeing a lot of that more as a whole, where it's like, all right, this is now clothes, not male or female clothes, because you got guys wearing a lot of ripped jeans and makeup now, and it's like that's coming more into a blurred sense, probably because of the East.
0: Uh, I would agree to a point but i feel like a lot of the stuff that we see over here in the west is only things that make it popular enough to make like you have to be popular enough the thing is is that like the ripped jeans and all of that that's uh, that's always been a thing it's been around but i feel like
1: it's come back up
0: well i think that like if you look at a lot of fashion and if we're talking fashion uh in like the 90s the crazy colors, the neon, the spiked hair, baggy the baggy clothes. The baggy clothes. That there's like a weird spin off. It's like almost an answer to to like the sleek, skinny jean thing that was happening in the like in the mid 2000s. Like like from 2004 to like 2015-ish, skinny jeans being as skinny as possible. Wearing super tight clothes I that you that couldn't, was walk a big, like, <laughs> contract, couldn't walk in. Contrast, because it
1: was in. like everyone's going to wear the baggiest, longest uh, jean shorts that we can, with the baggiest, longest shirt that we can, and then two years later, you have people wearing the tightest jeans that they could with the tightest shirt that they could. Yeah. I, was I thinking, mean, in today.
2: Or, well, sorry. Um, today, like the whole hype beast kind of style. Yeah. With the the baggy pants are coming back and like
0: the, Where people wearing ski goggles sideways yeah, and yelling at each other yeah. when they're like well, in the same room, but like
2: but what I'm saying is just like <laughs> I <think> that's fashion.
0: <laughs> I think that might be anyway, a culture thing. Yeah.
2: Anyway, but but within that um, style of clothing, I mean, you do have like I said the baggy pants. I mean you have the the your shirts again. You, I mean if you look at Kanye's, I mean, he he's leading some sort of fashion trends yeah. in, in some ways. And so you have to look at him and the hype beast move movement. I mean, he brings out new shoes every like five months and then everyone's like, Oh my God, like hype beast, bro. So, like, mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so it's kind of weird then. Cause like, I don't know really how I feel about the fact that you can get a trend and like a business cause Supreme is a business and mm-hmm. they're really affecting fashion and how we, how we look at high-end fashion as a whole. Yeah, mm-hmm. I
2: mean, you know, you have some businesses and some companies. I mean, if I feel like there's some companies that um, have been leading trends for a long time. And actually, one of them, I know that they have gone through some controversy um, in the last year, um, but H&M, in all honesty, yeah. they've led the fashion trend for, like, past couple of years when it comes to, like... Because, I mean, I remember a couple of years ago when long t-shirts, they were starting to get into like popularity. I mean, like 2016-ish, that's when everybody started coming back a little bit more. Um, and H&M has already been selling them like for a year at that point. I mean, like H&M is a worldwide fashion. I mean, they have stores all over the world and it shows because of the kinds of things that they sell. Because, you know, and it, again, it goes to each individual region though. I mean, you, you know, So, um, like, here in the United States, I think the reason why we are starting to see more of, like, that Eastern Hemisphere kind of style coming to the United States is because we have someone like H&M that is worldwide, sees what's selling in the Eastern Hemisphere, and brings it over to the Western Hemisphere.
0: I think that another brand that does that well is um, Forever 21.
2: Yeah forever time. or like
0: Banana Republic. We could keep talking about these crazy brands that are usually seen worldwide and in outlets and stuff like that. But one thing that I really enjoyed about uh, you bringing it up was like there are people who are like influencing um, fashion worldwide. And one brand in particular that always gets overlooked is Giladad. the T-shirt guys. They sell t-shirts. Gilladan. Gilladan. They sell... You're wearing one right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. I am. I'm wearing one, and he's not. No, I'm not. But, like, think about it. Our fashion, it's the same t-shirt, same material, but it's completely different. We can put whatever we want on it, but... At the, same thi- at the same time, it's still a T-shirt. The simple T-shirt and jeans is such a weird thing because it's coming so back and people are pushing for it so much, especially in professional businesses where it's usually seen as corporate, as white collar, where people carry around briefcases and wear suits all the time. I think
1: fashion is just like, it's such a strange, but like such an accurate representation of true mainstream art. Uh, probably only up there with graphic design where it's like it's fashion that you're not really or it's art that you're not really thinking about like you don't think about it as art you don't go like I like this shirt because of its art style you're like I like this shirt because it looks nice yeah. and that just is it means the same thing but it's just something that we really don't think about as art all the time but yeah. really is
2: I, I mean for, uh, for me like um, I follow a lot of people like on Instagram that are like sleeker look kind of style like wearing suit coats over like a t-shirt for someone you know like that kind of stuff I like that style um I don't wear it that much because you know suit coats are expensive but you know um but with that fashion sense it is like it it is an art form I I really do believe that fashion is an art form because whenever you go to like a fashion show I don't know if you guys have gone to a fashion show before I have I was able to go to one and it's really interesting because you, you there's some people that come out where it's like oh this almost looks like a casual like thing that you would see on the side of the street or like someone walking on the side of the street wearing but then like the next person comes out is wearing like all these different colors that you didn't think would look good together like if they if they all if you looked at them separately but all together there was a fashion artist that was able to say hey Let's put these kinds of colors together and let them walk out there and see how the crowd responds. And in all honesty, that's what art is. Let's do something where it's, like, either color or some sort of design. Let's put it out there, see how people respond to it. And uh, I know that we were in a graphic design class together, and one of the big things that we talked about was color. Color is a huge deal when it comes to, um, like, a response.
1: And it's much, like... On the surface, it's simple, but it's so, so hard and complex. Right,
2: right, and so within fashion, you have to think about that. Fashion is an art because, I mean, if they if they want to do an all-white kind of you know clothing, they it's not just like a white t-shirt, white pants. They usually do something to accent that white or they, they do the shirt a different way or they do the pants a certain way to um, express something through it. And so that's why I think fashion so, is an so art. So what
1: does that really say about, like, Us as like humans to like to have something like before in Aztec times, we're talking about the temples or the sphinx in Egypt, and that like at that time, I doubt that they looked at that and said this is art. Maybe some people did, but the same way that we would fashion, like this is art. If we think about it, so what does that say about us? Like, how is that going to affect? Is one day are we going to look at clothes and be like this is actually art, but then we're going to look at a painting and say this is not art?
2: I I think. Um, I don't think we're gonna stop saying that paintings are art ever. I mean, cause it, it is a, like it is a skill, and so like that's why performing art, like you we call that art. Yeah. So like dancing, like dances and all that kind of stuff. It's 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 a phys anything that's physical representation or expression of something is art, and mm-hmm. so that's why when it comes to fashion, compared to a painting, some people might not. Think they're like art, like co- coexisting, but in all actuality, one, they both express something. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So would it be would it be out of place if, at our loft art art show? Because I always tell people like there's a wall or a shelf to put whatever you want on there. What if we had a painting, and then right next to it there's a T-shirt, like?
0: I think that if we if we're gonna do like T-shirt and fashion fashion, excuse me, I think most of the time, especially as someone who kind of looks at galleries and stuff we would put not the t-shirt but the design up and i think that's something that i was actually thinking about when we were talking about fashion is that it's not only what's on the shirt it's how the shirt fits the person yeah
2: yeah that's true yeah definitely um because that's another thing with like the fashion show i mean no one seemed out of place wearing those specific clothings because that's another thing with fashion artists they they're like you would look good with my clothes because mm-hmm. of your style. Like, the way that you are built, Your my style would work for you. And yeah. so, <clears throat> yeah.
0: I think that's why there's so many different, uh, like, designers out there because there are people who design things for people that are over seven feet tall. And there's also people that design things for kids. Yeah, definitely. And I think that um, something that we kind of keep touching on is uh trends and like how other things affect art so if you think about like take like recording artists like take someone we mentioned was kanye kanye has a clothing line and he has a shoe line correct and he makes some interesting design stuff that work well for his audience but someone who isn't listening to kanye or isn't a fan of kanye do you think that they're that his clothes that he's designing or his shoes that he's designing would still hold up in 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 someone else's fashion I
1: sense? Think, I think that's not really even the question that comes into fashion. Same as art. Modern art is modern art because of who you know. You're getting it in that gallery because you know someone. Not because someone was so moved by the splatter on there. I think... Kanye his clothing line is because he's Kanye he got so many people that listen to his music say I like his clothes and then everyone else is like who's this group of people looking at his clothes and I'm like oh they like his clothes and now it's just a wave going there I think well, that's what happens most Do
0: you of the time. think uh, do you think like there are any artists who have a clothing line that are known for their clothing not their I mean like Calvin Harris right mm-hmm. He has a he has a clothing line he yes, has yes. like a no, that's Calvin Klein. That's a different dude. Yeah. <laughs> different dude. Cut that. <laughs> yeah, cut that. But still going off that question, like, is there an artist who was able to transcend from the world of music into the world of fashion? Cause, could In that I, order? Or from the world of fashion into music. Like, Think about like, kind of like uh, Macklemore. He came out with that song... Uh, what was it? Thrift, thrift store. Thrift. Uh, thrift, thrift shop. Thrift shop. <laughs> Literally, just like said thrift store. And it like, threw, me it off. threw me off because I'm like, it's not right. It's not right. But Macklemore, he wrote that song, and then like, thrifting was already a thing that like hipsters did, but now he put that out there, and now ma- it's mainstream for people to no, go to like for to go do that.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, I and I agree with you in a sense. Like, I don't think he, I don't think he like was able to become a fashion artist i don't think he ever did anything like that um i don't think it was ever his drive though i don't i don't i don't know that information however music in that sense definitely had influence in fashion at that point in time because like you're 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 right i mean it's funny how the hipster movement or whatever did thrift like thrift store shopping and stuff but um if you look at urban outfitters now compared to like before that song came out i mean urban outfitters is one of the bigger like companies across the united states Um, and they do a lot of styles that you would find in a thrift store you know like the goodwill kind of style or like the the local like uh boutiques or all those different kinds of things you would you you can find in urban outfitters now but um when it comes to like an artist that's a musician turning into like a fashion artist or a fashion artist turning into a musician I'm going to be honest, I don't know any other than Kanye because he's just the biggest I, one.
1: I think there's a reason for that, though. Because I think before, I, th- I think as a culture and as a people as a whole, we've all come from... The people we look up to used to be royalty or kings or um, the gods uh, when you're in ancient times. But now that line has just gotten closer and closer. So the person you look up to, you can go buy a ticket to go be two feet in front of them or to go talk to them. So now you want to be like those people you want to say i want to be like the royalty in our day and age so i'm going to dress like them talk like them so that's why you're getting these people that are coming out not from fashion to be the the superstars you're getting them to be the superstars then people want to dress like them and get their fashion
2: instead of being like a musician going into fashion i think there's a lot of art like painters or a lot of graphic designers that turn into like fashion designers and the reason why is because if they draw something that they really like, and they're like, "Oh, I want to sell this," but they can't sell the painting or the drawing that they did, they're like, "Well, how can I sell this? Do something that is, um, what's practical, I guess, in a sense of like, okay, I can wear this mm-hmm. instead of instead of just looking at it. Let me wear it. Let me, you know, put it on a shoe, like uh, a little logo on like the, you know, the side of your ankle, or you know, all those kinds of things. I mean, that's what tattoo artists did too. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, tattoo artists. They, the reason why people get tattoos is because they like the logo or they like the picture, but they yeah. don't want to. I can't hang hold a it. painting in my
1: pocket and be like, mm-hmm. "Hey, yeah. I like this." It's like, yeah, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, let me just put it on my body, you know. And that's that's what our tattoo artists really figured out. And so I think in today's society, like with artists, like the that art society um, right now, I think. There's a lot of them turning into fashion designers or, like, people that do logos and stuff for fashion because it's it's what sells. I mean, people aren't going to – I mean, there's not very many people that are going to buy a painting to put in their house. And and
1: it's kind of sad because it's, like, it's still the same skill if you put something on someone's uh, body. And if you make it look the exact same on a wall, it's, like, those are the same things. They mean the same thing. Uh. I would, Obviously, it takes different skills. Yeah. But, but it is still the same message, and it is still
0: someone skillfully putting it out there, right? Yeah, I think, I think that's something that we, as, as a culture, we put a lot of not only like, love into our tattoos, and like I love this tattoo. I feel like there's a, the difference between a like a painting. The difference between a painting and a tattoo is that paintings have meaning to multiple people. Tattoos are very personal. personal. I feel like there that's the main difference between a tattoo and a painting. I think that there is something to be said about when you have tattoos. Like if you think about like super tatted up people, they're usually like, oh, he's like a walking art gallery because they have all these different people. But I've learned most of the time when talking to people or talk, talking to tattoo artists, you usually only have one artist mm. and that's for life. You, there's usually only one artist and that's your go-to and that's the person that you trust whether it be for sanitary reasons or whatever, you have one artist. And I feel like in painting or drawing, you don't have that. You don't have, well, yeah. oh, this is my favorite artist. Say that Malenko is my favorite artist, you know, yeah. he, and so I'm only going to buy from him. That, yeah. that would be really unfair to people like Livy or Aaron because I only have so much space on my skin. But I could always put something up on my yeah. wall, and even if and I could not, always move stuff yeah, around. Even if
1: it's not a different style, it's like there's people like Malenko's an amazing artist, but there's people with a similar style where like you may enjoy their stuff too, and mm-hmm. it's like yeah, I see that. Yeah, but
0: I'm not gonna go to another tattoo yeah. artist, even like okay, uh, there's a there's a tattoo styling and uh, it's called tapping. So instead of like. taking the line and going down you do the whole line they actually tap out each individual dot and that's usually seen in like flowers uh usually on uh upper half sleeves that's usually where you're going to see that style or small tattoos on the wrists that's where you're going to see that style of tattooing but there's like probably less than a thousand tattoo artists that are known for that style so there you have a very small pool and it makes sense oh I'm going to go to this artist and then I can kind of branch out but there are so many good tattoo artists who can do lining so well and coloring so well that the picking is too vast so you only have your one
1: I think that is another thing that goes into when you go into the art into the practical sense because tattoo is the art into the practical sense because you have to go and purchase it you have to go to a shop local to you but with an art piece I don't have to go To a shop local to me to view it, I can go online and see something and be like, I really like that. I'm gonna put that as like my phone screen or print it out or buy it and then get a print sent Mm -hmm. to me. I
0: think that's the difference. I think support your artist, buy the print, don't just put it on your phone screen. Yeah. Um,
2: I think the most practical use for art, and this is my personal opinion that I've seen, is entertainment, and that's in animation.
0: I believe you're right. Yeah. I
2: think in t- TV animation has been the most practical use for art. And the reason why is because of the an- entertainment. I mean, if you think about it, people literally spend hours and hours and hours a day sitting in front of their TV watching art.
0: Or playing a video game, which is art. Which is yeah. art.
2: You know, you know, and so, um, I mean, especially in today's. And that's the whole thing with the uh, eastern and western hemispheres, kind of the art. Merging right now is anime is a huge thing in the United States yeah, too. Definitely. I mean, I mean if you look at Netflix though, it's a worldwide application, and there's anime on there, and then there's the other. I mean, there's just like the regular cartoons, or, yeah. uh, all these different art forms and animation within, and so that's that's like hand drawn or that kind of style. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously just cinematography in general. You know, people watch every yeah. single day. But
1: it's that basic art that you could see if you saw a screenshot of an anime or of a really good shot in a movie. You could see that in an art show and really not be able to tell a difference most time. Right, times.
2: right. Especially yeah, especially in today's society, like with anime being such a big like cultural thing. You, there's people that you know, and there's people that are brought into the loft of like anime kind of characters and yeah. that kind of animation before. Oh, when, if it was just like a graphic design like screenshot and so like if you think about it um, that kind of style of art I think is the, one of the biggest widespread kind of art right now And I
1: think that's a line that we try to blur like whenever we put something up we're like if I can I want to use an artist um, an artist's piece of work like we go, we go in contact and I'm like okay we want to use this in our next promo it's like we want that art to be from here and to show like, hey, art is everywhere and we want to show that in even our advertisements. Mm -hmm.
0: I think that when we talk visual, specifically um, with painting or trying to like draw parallels in cinematography and different things, art is too big to only have one conversation about. Yeah. And I think that something that we as people like as human beings what we enjoy is learning so this was a great conversation we're going to sit down with us three again and we're going to just keep talking about what does it mean to really be an artist because we are me and Nathan are musicians and we make music and that is our art form and we have other people around us who are visual artists. They paint, they draw, they make short films. That is their thing. And eventually we're gonna come together because we both fall under the umbrella of art. But even though we're together, we're kind of separated by our skill sets. And I feel like that's not the downfall of art, but I think that's where a lot of people say, well, this is art and this isn't art.
1: I think whenever you ask what is art, I think the answer can always be, yes, it is, which makes it so hard because it's like, it's such a vague definition and it can go into so many things. So it's so hard to say anything's not really art because everything has some sort of design um, to its core. So that makes it really hard. So that's why these all these things of like what belongs in an art show what belongs on a stage like can we have someone come up and bring a piece of art and then just talk about it is that fitting for an open mic is like mm-hmm. those are very weird weird
0: kind of blurs that that are hard to distinguish
2: yeah and so we'll talk about the next yeah, we'll podcast let's talk,
0: we'll talk about it later um thanks Quint. everyone for tuning in uh christian where can we find you at you can find me at
1: the loft Um, either at any of our events or on the Instagram
0: as well, uh, at loft.az. And Nathan, where can people find you?
2: I mean, you can find me on Instagram at uh, Nathaniel underscore Heredia. Um, That's pretty much it. I don't do Twitter, sadly.
0: Okay. And if you ever come looking for me, you can find me on Discord at Keaton. I'll throw up my little thingamajig so you can find me. it will be cool. Come talk to me. We would love to hear from you guys. See you around. Bye. Adios, amigo. (laughs) (laughs) That's all the time we had for today. But if you want to hear the rest of our conversation, go to our website at loftaz.com. You can check us out on Instagram at loft.az. We hope you have a fantastic week and can't wait to see you next time.